0: During the last broadcast, I mentioned the problem of discipline in the home, the discipline of the children. And as I talked about that problem, I mentioned just tangentially that a code of conduct, perhaps the use of a switch, the uh, use of structured discipline to which both husband and wife were agreed would settle down the home and keep down the yelling and the screaming and the fussing and the frustration and the anger and the rest that was described in that case last broadcast. Now today I'd just like to amplify those words about discipline and give a few suggestions from the sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians that deals with the disciplinary issue most directly. Let me read the first four verses of Ephesians 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now, let me first of all notice the qualification that Paul makes at this point when he says, In the Lord. If a parent, when the child goes to pick up the telephone, says to the child, If it's so-and-so, tell him I'm not home, that child is not bound to obey that, obey that parent, even though that parent has authority to ask the child to obey him about other matters because that kind of a commandment is not in the Lord. That kind of a commandment is outside of the Lord's will and outside of the compass of biblical thought because that parent's asking that child to lie. Now, without showing disrespect, the child should say to that parent, mom, dad, whoever it is, please don't ask me to do that. That would be a lie. God would not want me to do that and I cannot disobey God, but That does not provide a loophole for the child to disobey his parents. The child should obey the parents in everything unless it is an absolute contradiction of a clear and plain commandment of God. If there's any doubt, whatever, the benefit of the doubt should be in the direction, given in the direction of sheer obedience to the parents. So, children are exhorted, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Now that's what we want to bring about and of course it's good for the children to be told this to begin with and they need to be told it by parents and they need to be told frequently why they are to do it because it's right before God as Paul says it's right it's right because God has commanded it notice what he goes on to say in the next two verses honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth you see children are to be told that they must obey their parents both in the Sunday school the church from the pulpit in Christian literature and by parents themselves they should be told that they should obey their parents because it's right before God it's what God demands of children they don't obey because they can be convinced or persuaded that they should obey too many parents you see have been taught that they have to give a reason for everything that they say Well, they ought to have a reason, but they ought not always to be required to give it. Every child who is taught to obey only that which he himself can be reasoned into thinking right is going to be in a very serious position in life. He's not going to want to obey the rules of superiors in school or in the government or in the law or wherever else he turns in business. He's going to want to know answers and reasons for everything, but there aren't always reasons forthcoming. In fact sometimes laws must be obeyed that are unreasonable even as we see in the many of the tax laws that we have and many of the other uh, speed limit and driving laws that we see around us we obey because we are law abiding citizens even when the law itself has not a good basis for it take the little child who is taught to obey only when he is given reasons suppose he runs out in front of a t- or starts to run out in front of a truck and his parents scream at him, stop, stop right there, Johnny. Well, if he has to wait for reasons, it'll be too late before uh, they can give him the reasons. The car is gonna be on him and he's going to be seriously injured. A child must be taught to obey and must realize that it's for his own benefit to be taught to obey because of who tells him? Because God tells him to obey his parents, not because of the reasons for obedience that he might like or dislike. Now parents can give and share as many reasons as they want later on. But the fact of the matter is that a parent must have obedience from a child simply because he is a parent. And God says that parents must be obeyed. Now what kind of discipline ought to be offered to children? Verse four tells us that, fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord very interesting that first of all he warns fathers not to provoke their children to anger and incidentally the father is the one who is singled out here because he is the one who in the long run is responsible for the discipline in the home all the discipline in that home even the discipline exerted by the mother or by a a babysitter or anyone else must ultimately go back to the discipline of the father that is the discipline that he is charged with exerting by God in that home and so the father here is the one who is addressed because he's the one who's to see to it that anybody else who disciplines as well as his own disciplining is carried out in a manner that is proper before God. Now it's easy to provoke children to anger or as the parallel passage in Colossians 3 says to get them to uh, to to make them exasperated over the kind of discipline that's exerted. Overdiscipline as well as underdiscipline causes exasperated frustrated anger you know that those two together uh, those two concepts of exasperation and anger fit so well our modern scene where a child will say oh, I've had it what's the use and you get those those attitudes just in that very expression you see bound and blended together of, of, of exasperation with the kind of discipline that they see and and anger over the fact that it's not more consistent inconsistency unfair discipline Uh, discipline that uh, moves uh, out of uh, the the battle rather than is contemplated beforehand. All of these things lead to discipline that provokes children to anger. And so a parent must be very careful about the kind of discipline that he exerts on his child. Uh, We would be happy to have you look at the section in my book, Christian Living in the Home, which is entitled Discipline with Dignity. Uh, that book, which we're not offering free because it's a, it's a good-sized book, but that book which we would point you to if you could get a hold of it or you could write to us and ask for uh, a copy which we would send you uh, at, at the charge that the book has, uh, that book is available. And that book has many answers that you will find to that problem. But let me mention two other things in this passage. But bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Those are two important things. The first way that the Lord disciplines us and therefore the way we are to discipline our children is with this first word that is called discipline or structured discipline. That is uh, reward and punishment. But the second is the instruction or confrontation uh, that you are to bring to the child. Where you sit down with him and you don't just say you're going to be rewarded if you achieve this new thing or you're going to be punished if you don't do this old thing that you know how to do and ought to do reward and punishment but also where you say to the child let's not do this just to avoid punishment or to get rewards let's do this because your lord said to do it do it because you loved him who died for you and out of love in response to his goodness you want to respond in the right way and so we would urge you to keep in mind whenever you think about child discipline, the sixth chapter of Ephesians, the first four verses. I can only briefly mention them today, but there is in that verse, in those verses, a wealth of helpful material for any parent. Lord, bless parents who have a difficult but joyous job of training their children to love the Lord. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.